Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For a few months, she called me, mare, 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 mare. And then it started. And then one night I was cuddling her. And she's like, mare, 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 mama, mommy. And then she goes, can I call you mommy? And literally, my heart, I was like, so trying to keep it together, like not act like it was the biggest deal of my entire life, like the best thing that could have ever happened to me in the history of time. And I was like, yeah, you can call me whatever you want, mommy or may may or mare mare. And inside I'm like, she wants to call me mommy. I'm going to die right now. everybody and welcome back to Katie's Crib. Today's episode, I have two wonderfully incredible friends on. We have Patton Oswald and Meredith Salinger. You know them from like 8 million things. And they are on the episode talking about step parenting, grief, loss, lots of really big things. But Patton and Meredith are also like two of the funniest people I know and incredible parents. So there's just so much packed into this episode. And if you don't know who they are, Meredith Salinger is an actress. She's a writer, producer who began her professional acting career, you guys, at the age of 10. You totally know her. She was in literally Annie in 1982, the movie we all watched, directed by John Huston. She's also been on Will and Grace, Anger Management, 24, Dawson's Creek, Grey's Anatomy. And you can hear her and as a voice in Star Wars, My Little Pony. Patton Oswalt, her incredible husband, is a comedian, actor, and writer. He's known for his award-winning comedy specials and like so many memorable film and TV roles. He stars right now as Principal Durbin on the NBC Universal Comedy AP Bio, and he recently served as the lead voice of Max the Dog in Illuminations The Secret Life of Pets 2. His latest stand-up special, I Love Everything, was released on Netflix in May 2020, and he was nominated for an Emmy, Grammy, and Critics' Choice Award for that. In 2016, he won an Emmy and Grammy for his Netflix special, Talking for Clapping. Also, you guys who are all listening, you're obviously podcast fans. So you got to listen to their brand new podcast called Did You Get My Text? It's brilliant and hilarious like they are. Please welcome to Katie's Crib, Patton and Meredith. I have a quick question. Do you use any of the video as ad sets? No, okay, but good. we really should. So I didn't have to do any <laughs> of this? Yeah, but look at this. It's a date night now for you guys. You look fucking great, Meredith. Like, you are so stunning. It's banana (laughs) pants. You guys started a podcast. um, Wait. That is, at the time of this, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead, my No, no, no. He's blowing his nose. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I muted (laughs) muted myself. Okay, go. 
And you never have. We want that. That's authentic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Patton. That is authentic <laughs> podcasting. At the time of this recording, you guys have released three of your own podcast episodes, correct? Episodes, that is yes. correct. And it's called, did you get my text? Which I love. Exactly did you like my called. artistic reading of it? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you you got a little too straight with that. It, and you, you got to throw it away. Don't indicate. All right. You just got to throw it away. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah. right. Did you get my text? How was that? Yes, exactly. Patton, tell us how you guys started this podcast. Tell me about where it came from. Even before the pandemic, you know, I'm always working during the day in my office writing and she's up doing her, she's organizing a million different events. So even though we're in the same house, we're just texting half the day. And then we will meet at the end of the day and go, did you get my text? And then we laugh about because I couldn't walk 40 feet and show you or tell you what I wanted to tell you. So oh my God. we just decided <laughs> to night, build uh, a thing about, oh yeah, tell this, this is well, no, really just last sad. night we were, we were both in bed, but like I was facing the other way and he kept saying, oh wait, I want to show you something. And then I kept having to turn back to like, look straightening my neck. So I go, can you just text it to me? And literally we were <laughs> in bed, but we were facing the opposite direction. I was like, get comfortable. And then he's like, wait, look at this. And then I'd have to get uncomfortable and then recomfortable. We are literally <laughs> becoming, first of all, I get it. I get it all too closely to my own personal life with, with Adam Shapiro in our bed. But I feel like we are slowly becoming those characters in the movie Wally. It's terrible. Yeah. It's ter oh, that's yeah. terrible. A little bones are shrinking inside of our giant blobby bodies. And we're, yeah, exactly. Oh, no. And we're just like scrolling yes. screens and like sipping Starbucks or sippy cups or like whatever the hell it is. It's just that's what's becoming. When you watch old footage from the 60s, when they have like a rat in a lab and if, if it hits a lever, it gets a little treat and it just sits there hitting the lever. That's no different than us just swiping the screen. It's the same movement, same motion. And by the way, how unbelievable are our children at this? Oh, man. Wait, your children are just teeny tiny. Yes, I have teeny tiny. And that's how you know the iPhone is literally the most genius invention of our time, <laughs> if not all time. Like my son's amazing. I used to hand him my iPhone in the backseat to play DJ. Mm -hmm. We would play this game where he would open up Spotify and he would get to play songs and stuff like that. And then he would say, at three years old, mom, can you get this for me? And I would say, what are you looking at? And he'd already made his way to the Amazon <laughs> icon, clicked on it. Without it being able to spell or anything, click below to see what purchase I had just made that might be in the wheelhouse of a toy. Oh, and then look at other yikes. toys like that toy. I mean, he's three. Oh, God. It's crazy. That's amazing. No. Alice totally DJs in the back of our car anytime we take a road trip. Yes. She was playing it actually just through the phone for so long. And that sound drives me crazy. I'm like, I can't listen to it coming from a phone. It has to come through the speakers of the car. We figured that out. But yeah, Alice yeah. is our DJ. First and foremost, okay, let's start at the beginning. I'm sure you guys are so bored of telling this story, but you have to, I'm sorry. <laughs> How did you meet? Meredith has the abridged version. It's perfect. I'm going to let Great. her tell it because she's so Great. good at it. Go for it. Okay, well, basically, one of my dearest friends since I'm 15 years old is Martha Plimpton. She's an actress. And she had invited, she always has these fabulous dinner parties at her house with all eclectic, very interesting people. And she had invited like 15 people to her house for a dinner party on a, on a text thread on Facebook. So you could see everybody who was invited. Everybody went except Patton. I had texted Martha, well, the whole thread actually, the next day. And I was like, great dinner party, Martha. Dude, you missed the best fucking lasagna to Patton. He happened to be online at the same time. And we started private messaging each other because he saw my thing. And he wrote to me and I was online right then. And we wrote back. I texted back. And we ended up texting that day for two hours. Totally not flirty, just like. No, it was just it was connection. Just, yeah. Like it was like really. Yeah. And then at the end of the two hours, he's like, um, this was fun. Same time tomorrow. And I was like, all right. And then the next night at like nine o'clock, I like went on Facebook. Patton, I'm impressed. <laughs> well, I don't think he was being flirty. He wasn't being no, flirty. I, no, but it's cute. But neither one of us were being flirty. No, it, it was more like, oh, I, I get to talk to someone in the dark at the end of the day again. Like that. That's what I missed. It was that feeling. It's like, oh, I just talked to somebody really cool and it was great. Yeah. And, and Trump had just been elected. So we started texting in February, like February 28th of 
2017. So he had been inaugurated and it was like, right when it was like, holy shit, he's a fucking Russian asset. Um, (laughs) Like all that from the beginning over the course of a month and a half, it was just friendly, very interested about life. And at one point I had, um, I had said something along the lines of, cause he posted a picture of his daughter and I was like, she's so cute. I think she's the same age as my niece. And I'm like anti-mare extraordinary. All my friends' kids are my babies. I have like nine kids. I had two car seats in my car before I even met Patton um, for all the kids in my life. Are you kidding? Oh, oh, Katie, I am literally Mary Poppins. And then I said to him, I go, I'm so sorry she lost her mom. And I'm so sorry you lost your wife. And then it kind of got serious. And then like a couple weeks into it, we were talking about a movie. And I was like, oh, that actress is beautiful. And he's like, you're beautiful. And I was like, oh, God, what? Yikes. Like, oh no, is this flirty? Like, are we being flirty right now? And I got really anxious and like, oh God, oh, I wasn't trying to be that person. I got nervous. And then like, I think we didn't, there was like one night we didn't text and I was like, oh God, what is this? And then I was like, he's amazing and so smart. And I think I love him. And then I had lunch with my best friend and we were sitting there and I was, and I burst into tears and she's like, why are you crying? And I said, because I think I love him. And she's like, then why are you crying? And I said, I'm going to meet him. And I'm, I'm not going to like him when I see him in person. I'm a horrible person. And I'm never getting married. I was 47. Jeez, you look fucking amazing. So wait, right? just for context. Right? So you were 40. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. I truly, if the gods are looking down, please, God <laughs> help me look like Meredith Sellers. Oh, dear God, Katie, you're right. the Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I had fallen in love. And I think he had too. And yeah. we met in person. It had was you, Patton? Had you? Yes. Yeah, I had. I mean, I, I had fallen in love with, and it was the purest way to fall in love with. I could talk to this person forever. Like, I, beyond how she looks, we weren't talking on the phone. It wasn't video. It was just the texting and that back and forth was so um, lively and, and, and like agile and, and nourishing that I was like, yeah, the, uh, it, it was a real deep, like, oh, I am in 90 degrees now, you know? I would so love to find out if we could contact Facebook and just like download (laughs) our conversation. Print that out. You better figure that out for a big fat wedding anniversary present. You got to make a book out of it. Right? It's like three months of two hours. I'm sure they have all of our information. I wouldn't worry about them not having any records on us. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it a group conversation that you two were like, okay, we're ready for you to meet Alice because I know this is the real deal? Yeah, I listen. This is very strange, but my sister ended up marrying a widower as well. He had two little girls, and then they ended up having two of their own babies. But um, my nieces lost their mom when they were eight and three. So the eight-year-old, who is now 26, I was talking to her, and I said, I'm dating this man. He has a little girl. Tell me your advice on what I should, how I should meet her, what, what was the thing that was good or bad. She said, don't meet her like your boyfriend and girlfriend and hi, nice to meet you. I'm already your dad's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So Patton and I talked about a lot of things and, you know, Patton and I are both actors. And of course he knows a lot of actors and Alice used to watch my little pony and Patton would say, I know Pinkie Pie or I know Rainbow Dash. And then that Rainbow Dash girl would call Alice and be like, it's Rainbow Dash. Hi, Alice. Like the Amazing. whole thing. Amazing. <laughs> Coolest dad ever. Coolest so, dad ever. I did a movie when I was a little girl. I was 14. I did a movie called The Journey of Natty Gann, which is a Disney movie about a a very independent little girl. And uh, she's super cool and tough and amazing. And Patton showed Alice the movie. They watched it together. And then afterward, he said to her, you know, I know that girl in that movie. She's really cool if you want to meet her. And then she was like, oh, my God, yes, please. He's like, I'll call her. Maybe Maybe she could come over and meet you. And so the day I came over... It wasn't like Patton and I were together at all. I came over for a play date with Alice. It wasn't about Patton at all. And so I came over and I had this huge box of little wooden fairy houses and like puffballs and glitter and paint and feathers. And we were going to make fairy houses and put them in the trees in her backyard and have an arts and crafts day. And so I brought it all out and we're all sitting outside and we all made it. And it was so much fun. And I was like, you're the coolest kid I've ever met in my life. And she's like, this was so fun. I'm like, we could do this again if you want. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, we could even have a sleepover. And she's like, oh my God, yeah. A few days later, I came over with a sleeping bag, totally ignoring Patton. This is genius. 
Alice and I hung out all day. We like did adventures and stuff. And then that night I slept in her room. She had a little bed and I slept on the floor next to her bed. Patton's outside the door going, like being very funny. We were giggling inside. He's like, you girls be quiet. Like as if it was a sleepover with two little kids. Hilarious. And, um, and then he left and Alice and I were like whispering, like, let's not get in trouble. And before I went to bed, she handed me a stuffed animal, which was an otter. And she goes, you can sleep with my otter if you want. And I was like, okay, thanks. And then in the morning I wake up and she's like looking at me. She's her big eyes looking at me. And I go, hi, monkey. And she goes, hi, otter. And then I was like, let's go find Mr. Mouse. I don't know why I called you Mr. Mouse, honey, probably because of Ratatouille. But anyway, (laughs) we just had the best time. And then we all went to Disneyland together and it was like mostly me and her. And then after a while, Patton had said something to her like, I can see you really like Meredith and I know she is wild about you. And I'm starting to kind of like her too. Would that be okay if, and she's like, yes, 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 yes. That's how we started. Wow. So you and Alice really worked on your own relationship separately. A hundred percent. Wow. Has there ever been, oh God, I would have been so, were you guys so stressed out? Was it stressful? Was it just joyous? Was it nerve wracking? For me, it was joyous. It was very joyous, but here's um, here's a, a nice Uh-oh. story about my stupidity. Um, oh. The day that I told that story to Alice that, that she just told, she's like, yes, 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 yes. It was Father's Day. I go, let's FaceTime Meredith. And let's tell her. And I'm thinking, I'll play a fun little prank. This will be a cute little thing. She's at her parents' house in Malibu. I FaceTime her. It's just angled on me. She can only see me. And Alice is sitting right here, right off screen. And... What I did was like, so I told Alice about us and she's like, yeah, I go, well, I mean, it went, it went okay. Like, like and I burst it into, into tears and she started crying because no, she's like said something. I know I, because then I went and, but what she said was, and then I turned the camera and Alice went, yeah, 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 yeah. And, but, but because Mer- Meredith was so on pins and needles, I didn't take that into consideration like an idiot. It was just going to be like one little moment of hesitation. And then, yeah. Yeah, one little moment of oh, like, you know, so they said stupid. that you got some bad feedback. Yes. Just kidding, you booked the job. Right, right. That's the worst. That was, that was that my shit's plan. the worst. And I started sobbing uncontrollably like I found the love of my life. This kid is like my perfect dream child. Anyway, it all turned out great. It's literally like I ordered this child from heaven. Like, you know, when you go to the American Girl doll store and you can like pick a doll that looks like you and like say, and then you can like get so her personality if they want to be sporty. She's like, Everything I could have ordered. Oh, Patton, thank God you found someone who's like naturally internal. <laughs> yeah. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just arrived swim, cover ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made to be seen, very sexy push up bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. 
Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So talking about our lovely Alice, who is she 12? Is she 12? She's 12. She is 12. She's 12. I want to hear about, does she calls you some, does she call you mom or she calls you some variation on mom? I think I've seen on Instagram. She calls me mommy. And at the very beginning when we first met, because my name's Meredith and sometimes it's hard to say and lots of little, I mean, I have so many kids in my life and they all call me something. So when I first met her, I was like, my name's Meredith, but you can call me Mercy or she's like, I'm going to call you Mare Mare. And then like for a few months, she called me Mare Mare, Mare Mare, Mare Mare. And then it started. And then one night I was cuddling her. And she's like, mare, 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 mama, mommy. And then she goes, can I call you mommy? And literally my heart, I was like, so trying to keep it together, like not act like it was the biggest deal of my entire life. Like the best thing that could have ever happened to me in the history of time. And I was like, yeah, you can call me whatever you want. Mommy or may may or mare, mare. Or, and inside I'm like, she wants to call me mommy. I'm going to die right now. And it was my magnificent. Gosh, wow. and so yes, she calls me mommy <laughs> and she calls Michelle mama. Meredith, had you always wanted to be a mom? Was it something that you were one of those little girls that like always wanted to be a mom? Or was it something you never thought about? If it happened, it happened. If it didn't, it didn't. I've loved children since I'm little. When I was 12 years old, my dad and stepmom had a baby and he became my baby. You're very maternal. I'm so maternal. I, but I just love being with kids and I, I'm on their level. I play with them and it's my whole 100% joy. So I think, yes, I always wanted children. But then I was like, never dating anyone that was worthy. All the boy, all the idiots that I dated, they're all fabulous and wild and crazy rock stars and musicians and actors and surfers and beatboxers and weirdos. Not father material? Absolutely not father (laughs) material and not people that I'd want to bring home to my dad. Were you feeling like a ticking clock? Was it something like, oh, maybe I'll date someone lovely who has a child? No, 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 no. I didn't even think I'd get married. Like now it's 47 and I was so sick of dating. I'd been on more blind dates than anyone on the planet. I know everyone in Los Angeles, truly, because everybody (laughs) set me up with them. (laughs) You're such a catch. I would have done the same had I known you then. Oh, my God. I would have set you up with like every single person I know. Okay, keep going. I went on a billion blind dates. And then at one point I'm like, screw this. This is ridiculous. I nobody's I hate everybody. Like, no, everyone bothers me. There's something wrong with, I just didn't like anybody. Right. If it wasn't Barack Obama, it's nobody. I love him more than anyone in the world, by the way. It's okay, Patton knows. Well, yeah, what's not to love? Good Lord. Patton's down with it. Patton's down with it. Patton's like, I was like, if I could marry someone even close, and Patton's like, just under. So he knows. Anyway. um, And my mom was like, you're never going to meet anyone home in your house, in your pajamas. And I literally met my husband at home, in bed, in my pajamas. We texted each other for two hours a day for three months straight. (laughs) Like the most intense conversations you could ever have. And I was in my pajamas. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. It was the best. We have never done an episode about what it's like to be a step-parent and what it's like to have that sort of a relationship from your perspective, Mm -hmm. Meredith, and how it's going. step Parents in general get a really bad 
rep. I don't know yeah. what it is. But in every movie since the beginning of time, they're evil. They're terrible. They don't fit in. Yeah. If it's a stepdad, you're boring as fuck. And you're like, not and if great. You're if you're a stepmom, you're, you're like the worst. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> hot. You're evil. You're terrible. You're competing with the child. Like, it's right. like very weird. Well, for us, um, it's an interesting thing. And and I always feel like other people might think I'm being disrespectful with what I'm about to say. Um, here's the thing. Alice and I, when we first got together, there was a week where Patton was sick and he was sleeping in a different room from me. And Alice would come in bed with me every night and we would read. And one night she brought me this little yellow journal. She said, will you read this to me? And I was like, sure. And I opened it up and it's Patton's handwriting. And it says, Michelle loved at the top. And then there was like points. Bullet like, points. Like mint chip ice cream, the color green, da, da, da. It was three pages of all this stuff. And she said, will you read this to me? And I, and I opened it and I saw, I was like, you're sure you want me to read this to you? Yes, please read this to me. And so we went through the whole thing. And as we were reading, I was like, she like mint chip ice cream. That's my favorite. Oh my God, your mom and I were so, you know, like, I really consider Michelle my partner. I really believe that after she died, she left the most magnificent kid you could ever leave. And if I were a mom, I'd be like, I need someone amazing to raise this child. And I really feel like all of my friends know the kind of person I am with children. So I feel like Michelle sort of was like that girl. That girl is amazing, which I want her. And then like, who would Patton like? Oh, he might like that girl. Um, and it happened to be the same girl, which was me. Thank God. Uh. I've seen people who are married to someone who lost their wife, who have like a jealousy about the ex-wife, always feel compared or something like that. It makes me so sad to see the, it just hurts. It, listen, you know what I do? I think, what if God forbid something happened to my baby if, if I had had my own baby? I would want the best person in the world and I wouldn't be upset about it. And I would pray that they would do what I would want them to do. One, that's why I'm getting emotional here because I'm thinking like, oh my God, like if that, ha if that was my story and of course, of course, who could help Adam, right. you know, keep them loved and fed and clothed and being good humans. This is the part that I think I'm afraid people are going to find offensive. You asked me how I feel being a stepmom. I don't think I'm her stepmom. I think that when people get divorced, the kid has a mom and a father and a new step parent, and they're the step parent. I have a stepmom. I had a stepdad, but I still had my mom. But Alice doesn't have her mom. There is no one saying, you got to wash between your toes, eat your vegetables, pick up the <laughs> towel off the floor, do your homework, come talk to me when you're sad. Let me hold you. I'm her mom. And Michelle is also her mom. So everybody out there who's listening to this, don't say I'm being disrespectful. <laughs> because I love Michelle and I, I believe I am co-parenting, not just with Patton, obviously, but with her. Michelle is her mom and will always be her mom, but I am also her mom. I'm not her stepmom. For, her, for sure. For sure. Oh, wow. I feel like there's an ownership that comes with being a mom versus being a stepmom. A stepmom really doesn't get say. The mom raises the child or the dad. The stepmom has to kind of go along with the, with the parenting plan that the mom laid out. And- I need the ownership. I need to feel this connected. If I, if there was any separation between she and I, it would be heartbreaking for me. I couldn't delve and give my whole heart if I felt like there was some sort of separation. So she's 100% my baby. Yes, she's also Michelle's, but she is also mine. Why can't both be true? Exactly. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal. 
And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I was doing research on you guys for this interview, and something came up that was like, you know, oh my God, we we love them. We're so happy for them. This is so wonderful. And then there was a, like a sentence somewhere that was like, they got together really quickly or it was quickly after <laughs> yeah. she had passed away or something like this. And I was like, guys, yeah. guys, guys, <laughs> people feel like they can tell you how long you're allowed to grieve or how long is, too, when is it too quick to fall well, in love with someone or get married or introduce somebody to your you know, whatever. I, I had a uh, I had a very freeing moment in grief group when a woman said I got married eight months after my husband passed away and everyone gave me crap. You, you, you're doing this too soon. This is disrespectful. And then her friend who had been widowed like 10 years before got remarried. And everyone said you're, you waited too long. There's no correct time to do it because there will be someone that will go. I have, I have problems with this. It's like, well, you go have your problems. Bye. I got to go live my life. Yeah, I got to go live my life. Obviously, when someone's divorced, it's a totally different boat when the person is still alive. And if it wasn't amicable and that's really, really hard. But I do think there's my God, I I just think if everyone could just for the sake of the kid really adopt this idea of co-parenting and that we're doing this together. Yeah, we had Glennon Doyle on and she wrote this book. But but she has a very blended family. You know, she has her her wife. She has her ex-husband, but they all parent together. And even though I don't think their divorce was necessarily amicable because there was cheating and things like that involved. But for the good of the kids, I mean, my God, they're all so involved. They're all so positive with each other and really take on the responsibility of parenting together rather than pit each other against each other for the kid. I mean, I don't know. It sounds insane. I think it's sort of like what you're choosing to marry. I didn't think I was marrying Patton. I wasn't like, oh, I met Patton and I'm falling in love and I'm going to marry him. It was like, I'm marrying them both. Like when I met Alice, I was like, I have to be madly in love with her because I'm spending the rest of my life with her. Is this my family? Like I was marrying my family. And of course, I mean, meet Alice and you'll wish that she was your baby too. Mm -hmm. But I bought us all matching wedding rings, um, all three of us. And on the inside has like a little moonstone, which like represents love and you anyway. 
I always say when people ask us about our wedding, I'm like, well, when we got married, meaning me and Alice and Patton and Alice, I say we like me and Alice. And I always say to Alice, oh, remember when we got married? And that's how we talked to each yeah. other. Oh, I am so <laughs> into you guys. I'm so into your whole family. Oh. I just really think this is like so fucking evolved. What you guys did is not it's difficult. I'm sure there was a lot of grief and things to move through. But I just think for Alice, I think this was so beautiful. What, so, Patton, when when you started dating Meredith, had you ever thought about bringing a another woman into the home with Alice? Had you ever thought about getting married again or parenting with someone again? Or- no, I. it wasn't even that I had said, well, I'll never bring another woman and there were co-parent. I had I had settled into this weird mode of existence where I was merely existing and that was fine. And I was just going to focus on making my daughter's life as fun and vibrant and positive as I could. And it didn't matter what I felt like. I just was, I'm just going to exist. And I didn't think I would experience, you know, things like joy and stuff like that. And then uh, it started happening. On a personal level. On a personal level. There were existential moments where I was like, maybe I'm dead. Maybe I'm dead and I don't know it. And actually, this is me, my way of like putting a spirit back into the world. And for all I know, Michelle's alive raising Alice, but this is a construct that I've created to cope with. There were some some scary moments is what I'm going to say. Oh, are you kidding? I mean, when you go to the depths, I think of like real true grief, I'm sure that everything gets spun on its head. Well, Patton describes it very well. You, you always say this thing, and I find it fascinating. You say about grief that it's not just grief, but it's terror. Yeah. It, there's a book. When, when, when Michelle passed away, a friend of mine gave me C.S. Lewis's A Grief Observed, which he wrote right when his wife died. And C.S. Lewis is one of the greatest writers of the 20th century. So the fact that he was able to keep his faculties together to write in real time what he was going through with his level of eloquence. And the first line of that book is, no one told me how much grief feels like terror. And when I read that line, I was like, that's exactly what it is. It's terrifying. <sighs> grief feels like terror. Yeah. So that's exactly what it was. And how was to, to be able to, for people who are listening, to be able to parent during this time before the benefit of having Meredith alongside? I had a lot had, of what, help. Was it just so much therapy? It was a, well, yeah. that's another weird thing. I immediately called this group called Our House, which is a grief center for, um, you know, spouses and children of someone who's passed. And they said, you can't come right now. You can't come immediately. I I know this is going to sound harsh. You actually need a couple of months to process your grief and let it maybe take you over for a little bit. Because if you come in immediately and we just get you through it, you'll end up suppressing a lot of stuff that will then hurt you way worse down the road. So take the blows now, wait a couple of months and then come back, which was so it seemed insane to me at the time. But then it makes so much more sense now. But I had a lot of help. I had a lot of help from her school. Michelle has a massive Irish family that, you know, came and they visited it. They helped out and all of Alice's friends and my friends really, really stepped up, you know, so there was a lot of like. Can you hand take care of this weekend? Because I can't, you know, like there were, I remember moments I just couldn't be social. Like I, I was back at, um, I went back to Virginia where my parents lived with her and she was hanging out with a couple of her friends and my friend, who's their dad, they were going to take a tour of DC. And the day of the tour, I was, we were all going to do, do it together. And I said, can you take them on this tour? I'm just going to sit in the hotel. Like this huge, massive fear hit me and I couldn't leave the room. So, you know, there were moments like that. I'm sure. Wow. We just did an episode about this. And and if you don't feel comfortable talking about it, but I just find it so helpful. Like, I'm not sure if you're religious or not religious Mm -hmm. or what, but like, I feel like kids are fascinated by death. They really are. They are. Whether they've had firsthand experience with it or not, Mm -hmm. because it's the great unknown. We don't know. There are no, I mean, and it's really different in each household, however you. Feel, but do you? How do you guys talk about it with her? Do you still? Is it something that she asks about? It's an ongoing, living thing, rather than a let's stop everything cold 
and have it's it's if it comes I'll, I'll let her explain it it's way it's it's amazing no that's the perfect thing that's the that's a huge thing that we talk about on katie's crib for parents is that any huge topics death sex things like that uh what do they say a hundred one minute conversations yes. not one 100 yes. minute conversation exactly there wasn't a specific thing that you say there they that was another thing that I was told and, and what I read was you're not going to sit down and have a talk and then that sets everything to right. It'll be that ongoing. You'll, you know, be very upfront about exactly what happened to her mom. Don't sugarcoat it. Then later on, you have to then tell a different version. Tell her exactly what happened. She had a heart defect that we didn't know about and she also overdosed on drugs. Um, and then be prepared for her to ask the same questions a lot because a lot of times, even if you answer them, she was only, you know, seven when it happened. So it was, it, it took a while to, for her to process it. But, but I think that because I was so up front and open about it, as painful as it was, because it's really hard as a parent, you never want to be the person who is dealing harsh, world crushing news to your own child. You know what I mean? You don't want to be the one that has to do that. And, you, and I had to do that over and over and over again. But that was one of the reasons that, that, the yellow notebook that M Meredith mentioned earlier, we every night, Alice and I would get into bed and we would list three things we remembered about Michelle so that we have this living, all the minor things, major things, trivial things, so that she's still kind of a person who's there. There are all these little strategies that you you use to kind of get through it. And you learn these in the grief groups? That's a good question. You learn so many different tactics and then you adapt the ones that are going to work for you. And then you cannot remember where you got them all. It's just like, where did you learn all of your skills in life? You just learn them by going through them. It just, you know, it kind of mm -hmm. happened. But yeah, that was a big one for, because mm -hmm. that was what some Alice wanted to do every night was write stuff down. And what's interesting is that <clears throat> um, when Patton was sick that week and she asked me to read the book, the next night she brought the book in again. And I read it to her again. And the same thing happened the next night. I read it to her again. And then I said to her, because it was only three pages, it's a full journal. It's in Patton's handwriting because she's little. She can't write or she, she can write, obviously, but Patton wrote them down. And I had said to her, wow, so many of these things. Wow, your mom's so cool. Oh my God, she liked that. That's amazing. I could never do that. Or, oh my God, I do that too. And then I was like, if you think of more stuff, you could write it down. You should think about all the great things. Like try to remember all the best, best, best bits. And then the next time she came in, she handed me the book and she said, I remembered more stuff. And I said, oh, good. Write them down. And then she said, will you write them? And then I said, well, do you want daddy to write them? Because it's all in his handwriting. And maybe this is between the two of you. And maybe, no, no, no. I want you to write it. I said, are you sure? She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I started writing and I just like that. I was like, oh God, is this my place? I'm afraid like this is her book. And but she wanted me to and you followed yes. her lead. You follow her oh lead. my God. Yeah. I'm always so impressed at how much better I think they're going to be at it than I think they're, you know what I mean? Like I just follow and, and it's like they know better than we think they do a lot of times of, of taking care of themselves and knowing what they need as long as we are, can pay attention enough and get out of the way enough to just follow. How are the household duties divided? Who is, what is, who the hell is doing what? Patton is the best husband you could ever wish and or hope for. The man is magnificent. He loves cooking her breakfast. I do. And also she's like, I he really makes eggs do. better than you. But anyway, he loves cooking her breakfast and he, he loves to do dishes. It's bananas. He, he's like, just leave them for me. This is how I meditate. I'm the same, Patton. I'm with you. When I'm working on a new project, I'm trying to write something for some reason Washing and loading dishes is so helpful and meditative. And I always felt weird about that. And then I read um, in uh, an, an article by Anthony Bourdain, who said when he would get really, really stressed with the writing and producing the show, he'd go back to his old restaurant where he was the head cook. And he would just do a night, a shift of doing dishes and it would clear his head. It really does. But other than those things, um, I'm the one who makes sure the house. Okay. Like, I'm the, make, Yo, I'm the God, one to make sure yeah. Alice runs okay. 
So you're organizing her schedule. Do you know where she has to be on what days with what pack? Oh, yes. Okay. And like, so she needs this change of clothes and this lunch thing. Oh my and then God. it's got to be here by four o'clock. So you're organizing that. Patton's a shitstorm for that, I'm assuming. Well, he could, no, no, that's not true. I think he learned a lot yeah. of that when he was um, alone for that year. He was very good at that. I'm like the one who's like, listen, you got to yeah. wash your bits. You got to do this. You got to hang up your towel. These are the reasons why. Honey, when you go off to camp, don't share hats with anyone. I don't want you getting lice. Like I give her the whole, like I'm very, I'm giving her the, like, I want you to be your best self. You got to be organized. Like I talked to her about becoming her best self and he just loves her like a little bit. Like we just snuggle in bed together and it's just heavenly. Uh. She and I have our little talks every night. We watch a show together and snuggle and before bed and then he goes up and gives her and we all sing before bed we have a song that we all sing together and yeah it's really sweet we share the duties but he's good at cleaning up her perspective has shifted because of the amount of labeling and form filling out and organizing and scheduling she has to do like keeping the schedule that now when they when she gets like script pages for like an acting job they're like you have like eight pages of dialogue she goes oh that's nothing yeah that like Thank God all I got to do is memorize dialogue. I don't have to No, thank God all I have label. to do is just be an actress. Yes, exactly. It, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's so, I, I, I always say, think that like when people ask me like, oh, should I have kids? Should I not have kids? Like, do I want to date somebody who has kids? Like all this stuff. And I'm like, you know how great it is to have something else be the most yeah. important thing? Like, because all of your shit, first of all, just takes a backseat as it should. But B, you just really get better at at what at how yes. you time manage. Like you're like, okay, I only have this one fucking hour nap to memorize these eight pages or whatever you're doing for your career. This is the only time I have. I can't I right. can't stretch it out. So you just get yes. better at that. Um tell me really quickly before we wrap up, Patton, for anyone parenting through loss and grief, like tremendous loss and grief, anything you would say? Um, be very, very open and don't let, um, pride and giving the illusion of strength make you make mistakes. Be very open about, I need help right now. I am falling apart and don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And then if you, and if you meet someone as amazing as Meredith, which you won't, but you'll meet someone close when we parent together, (laughs) this is goes for any parents period. Um, just check in with each other, sit down every couple weeks or days and just go, How's it going? Or like, if, if there's something that you need to go, hey, I think you're doing this wrong or this is annoying me. Don't let s- stuff sit and seethe and fester. That is what destroys more marriages. If you have a sense of humor about it and go, there's stuff that I do that's friggin' annoying. And she just calls it out immediately rather than going, Hell yeah, I have been thinking about this for three weeks now. And I, you know what? I tried to hold my tongue. No, she just instead of doing it like that, where it comes out as an eruption, just go, sweetie, can we kind of stop you just, just for a second, please? Can you, you know, like that kind of thing. This is brilliant. You guys, thank you so much for coming on Katie's crib. I adore you both. I think you're both doing amazing jobs. You are marriage relationship goals. You are parenting goals. And we are so lucky to have you on Katie's crib. Thank you guys all so well, much Katie, for listening. Katie, can I just qu- very supporting. quickly She's say doing her no. tag. She's doing her tag. I have to say this. No, you're good. You're good. I'll do it later. I have to do it later, too. Interrupted no, her. stop it. Good. <laughs> okay. She needs to be interrupted right now. She was so good. You... She was on a roll. It sounded yeah, so professional. Do it. Okay, go ahead. Listeners, do it. you can't see what I'm seeing right now. But this has been driving me crazy the whole uh, podcast. Katie is filming herself at, for at, at an angle that for and, and anyone else is the worst angle. And you look so you're I don't know how you're pulling this off. You, she literally I almost think she's doing this to tease us. She has picked the angle <laughs> that no one shoots themselves from. It is so unflattering. And she looks so good. You're so fucking kind because I this is disgusting. No, what they're not, saying is the, the camera is angled from the double chin angle, you guys, it is, is what it is. And I've got look, five of them. No, you look fantastic. It's driving Thank me crazy. Thank you so much. What we have to do is spend our time praying to the gods that I age like Meredith. That's oh God. what yes. I want. <laughs> you look bananas good. Oh, my God. Like bananas. Um... Okay, thank you guys all so much for listening. Please tell your friends, share, like, subscribe. And also, I want to hear from you. Any thoughts, questions, comments, guests you'd like to hear from? You can always find me at Katie's Crib at Shondaland.com.
Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.